I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. All right, Courtney, we're back with the finale of October Road, which has stolen my identity. I had called Bank of America to let them know just in case any shady business happens on my debit or credit card. <laughs> Good to know. Um, identity theft affects millions of people every year. So instead of doing the episode, we're going to do a PSA about that. <laughs> it's not <laughs> a joke, Jim. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so October Road, I think... I mean, don't quote me. Was this the first time that we both liked both the pilot and the finale? Yes. Okay. And you want to know why? <laughs> yes. You want to know why I like this one even more? So apparently they, I'm going to leave you to tell them why they, they did it, but they made okay. a 10 minute extra finale with like a home camcorder. So yeah. people could know how the show really should fuck again. Yes. And I fucking love that. Yes. That shows I mean, that they cared know. about it. Yes. You never get that love letter to the fans, like in a lot of shows. I mean, a lot of shows are good to their fans, but you never get like that. So, okay. All right. Well, let the me... acting, was, acting was still great. Yes. Everything was really good. The, the storyline didn't still become strong. a weird religious thing like yeah. The 100. Um, <laughs> didn't switch it was, genres. It was very much that these characters are still growing and working and like, going over the intricacies that we still let off in the pilot episode. Granted, we're only on season two, but I thought it was very well done and going in the right direction. Yes. I, there's 19 episodes. So, of course, you know, of course, they don't have a lot of room for error in 19 episodes. But I could still see potential, like, three seasons down the road that they would still kind of keep to who they are and their character development. So it still showed me hope, even though there was only 19, so we don't have a lot of room to judge. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I swear, I think this is the only one in all the shows that we've done where we, we both liked it and we both liked the beginning and the end. Absolutely. I said, Courtney, I'm going to watch the finale. Like, immediately <laughs> I'm after, gonna we, do it. <laughs> after we hung up. Last time I'm going, I'm going to watch the finale right now. And usually this is very different for me. Uh, you don't know the behind the scenes with us, but uh, if I hate a first show... Courtney has to literally drag my ass to watch the second <laughs> one. Um, and this is very much the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to go watch it. So we can record the next one immediately. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I think there was only one. Maybe it was, was it Battlestar that I put off for weeks? I was like, mm, can't do it yet. <laughs> <laughs> to do, I was like, I don't fucking know. Like you would ask me questions. I'm like, I don't know. We watched a thing like a month ago. <laughs> like 12 years ago. Okay. So let's talk a little bit. So like I said, in the first one, they were canceled after season two. So I'm not actually confident that they knew they were going to be canceled. Um, I read an article dated March 27th, 2008, where they basically recapped the episode. And then the very end of the article says, just when we thought Nick had once again left Knight's Ridge for good, he returns to be with the people he loves. But will things at the Ridge be the same? We'll just have to wait for next season. So I'm under the impression they did not know this was going to be the end until until after they had done it, which actually is more impressive to me because when you look at this episode and how it feels very complete and concise. It so feels very much like coming to the apex of the whole series. Right. Even though this might, it maybe it was just the apex of a certain storyline, but it felt like it was the big storyline. It was Hannah's wedding with Ray. Yes. And you can also see, you can also tell just by this episode alone, you can tell that Icky 
Owen has found out Iggy slept with his wife. You can tell there's been a rift in the friendship. You can tell there's also bad blood because he's working for Big Cat, which I think was an issue as well because he Big Cat's kind of the uh, enemy of Eddie. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot that's at play here throughout these 19 episodes, and they've set themselves up good to be an ending, but also as a good offshoot for what would have been season three. Because that's where you would have gone, because it's, well, we'll talk about what happens at the end, but that's where you would have gone, like, okay, do they continue with the wedding? Okay, they've repaired their friendship a little bit, but what are the next moves on that? Eddie and his girlfriend have to, like, reassemble. So, um this is i thought this was very well done for not knowing this was the end absolutely and i think it was just uh good story writing like it was it it was just happened to line up it was just i don't know a mix of a lot of good things uh it didn't just end like in the middle obviously season finales go out on a bang or like have a big event um but this one very felt very much like the pinnacle of the most important storyline in the show i think yeah and I think uh, that they, I think this is also one of those series that are considered gone too soon. And then at the time, viewership wasn't enough to keep it going, but people discover it later on. Because um, I, did you, did you see that they've gone to cons together? Yeah, I mentioned it in, in the pilot that they have gone to a con and they were talking about rebooting it. Mm-hmm. However, there's been like writing campaigns to ABC and Paramount and stuff um, to try to get this show picked up. Yeah, and I mean, even in, um, so I think when we talked about in the pilot, it was 2015. In 2017, the cast reunited at the ATX Television Festival. And Jeff Stoltz, um, who played Eddie, was quoted as saying, I had such a great experience on this. It informed the next 10 years of my life, my friendship. We all still see each other. Any chance we get together, it's like it's 10 years and we should stop talking about this fucking show. But we've worked since then, but all we talk about is this show. So it's even like really beloved by them. Which is great, and you could really tell that that's true. Like I said, they decided to give, so they wanted to do an actual finale. Yeah. So basically, well, okay. So basically, there are things that weren't tied up at the end, which is they never said who Sam's father was. Like you and I th- had talked in the beginning, and um, we thought it was Nick for sure. Obviously, like hello. But then I had a, had that backup theory about Eddie, which after I watched what they recorded. I did think that maybe that was a possibility too, but basically they, they get together with the original cast and the producers, the producers pay for this out of their pocket to shoot 10 minutes as, like I said, a love letter to the fans. So they can be like, well, let's wrap it up to see like where we would have actually gone, you know, one, two, three seasons from now. Yeah. And they just, yeah, I thought it was cool. They just put it in the DVD, you know? Oh, it was great. I, I read a um, five-star review on Amazon and I just like the way they put it. They said, what a class act. Most shows canceled early. Don't tie up loose ends. The 10 minute of 10 minutes of footage and the bonus features was great. This showed they cared for it. Um, this show cared for its fans to shoot it for the DVD. Thank you to the person or persons responsible. This was a great show with lots of quirky characters. That's funny. That's what we said too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never gave it a chance during its original run, but thanks to Amazon and DVD, I didn't miss out. So I was right. It did kind of get some like, People came for it later. Yeah, because I didn't... We had to watch it on ABC because I think when ABC started its own platform, maybe they pulled it off Prime. Yeah, well, it's on Prime, but it's um, you have to purchase. Oh, okay. It was great. We loved it. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Rebecca Field on today. Yay! She is from uh, October Road. 
She's in a few other things. We're going to talk to her about October Road, how it came apart, what she's working on now. She, he was uh, just absolutely great to talk to. Uh, and here it is. guest today, Rebecca Field. Uh, you might know her from American Reunion, A Star is Born, The Client List, most recently the CBS drama All Rise, and of course, October Road. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Woohoo! Thank you so much for having me. We had to get her on because she's a Massachusetts native. Yes, I'm a masshole. I love it. <laughs> the best state ever. Everything about it's fantastic. It's yeah, and your uh, producer and director on the show were both from Massachusetts, uh, both went to BU, rather. So uh, yep. there's a lot of local ties. And um, yeah, one, question... one of our creators grew up in uh, Needham. Oh, oh that's God, really cool. I love Needham. That's closer. Yeah, you're out on all the way out uh, on the western part of the state. Did October Road get its name from James Taylor from like where you are? You know what? It's so funny. I believe at the time James Taylor actually sued them for taking that because an album of his called October Road or something yeah. like that came out at the same around the same time. But one truly had nothing to do with another. They had already decided on that name and then his album came out. Um, so it didn't have anything to do with that. And one of our producers and creators, uh, his family actually has a second home. They're New Yorkers, but they have a second home in Otis, Mass., which is in the Berkshires also. Oh, nice. And um, so they there was like a, a road there. Or I, I can't remember if there was actually a road there in Otis or because of like the fall foliage. And that's kind of what he remembered always from going up there as a kid that they just picked. They were like, what about like October street no october at october road you know what i mean they just yeah. figured something out, but it wasn't one coincidentally did not have anything to do with the other but it was very funny that's awesome we yeah. were trying to figure out where october road came into play like is the is the main street october road and so on uh but i was like <laughs> no it's probably because of the foliage and stuff like that so that it's... yeah i think that's all it was meant for but god it's been so long there's probably a better story and i don't remember it now and we yeah. usually start our episodes with I start with fun facts. Uh, I try to look up, you know, actors and people who work uh, on the show and some fun facts about you. You and I both went to the same college, which is fun, uh, both from Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, there wasn't a ton. I couldn't really dig up any dirt from you. So Good. do you have any fun <laughs> facts or secret talents or anything for me? Uh, I don't I don't really. I mean, um, let's see. The one thing I can do that my friend from Bridgewater taught me my friend that the, from the school we went to my friend jessica taught me my friend jessica taught me this thing where you can uh, talk with your mouth closed i love that that is a hidden talent and a fun fact about bridgewater too there's been a few kind of actors that have come out um that are well known, um, you of course, and we have um, Jeff Corwin. I mean, I guess we have yeah. Jeffrey Donovan uh, from Burn Notice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this, I thought it, I thought it was pretty interesting. You showed up on the notable. The yeah, you show up in the notable alumni. Ooh, um, fancy! Where do I show up on there? On the website or something? Yeah, or if you just look right as soon as you type in um, Bridgewater State Alumni. Uh, famous alumni and you'll pop right up who oh. knew this is very yeah. exciting <laughs> thank you i had no clue i know you i really wanted to know because i joe and i are forever searching for a show because of how our format is 
it's hard to find a show that you like as much at the beginning that you did at the end without seeing the middle. And this is the first one that we were so jazzed about uh, October road because it was just so well done. And the cast was so stellar. I'm just wondering how you like came about it. Was this like your first recurring role? Yeah, it was my first big thing for sure. I moved out to LA and it was like, it's actually a cool story. Um, I think it is anyway, of how October Road came to be. I had been out here about six or seven years in LA, meaning out here in LA. And I was feeling like, you know what? I've done like a guest star or two, but this this acting thing that I have wanted to do my entire life is really not working out for me. And I'm real lonely and I miss my family and friends and I just want to think it's time to pack it up. So I had sort of decided in my mind I was going to pack it up. I had been working with this hypnotherapist at the time. And he was like a few months prior to this, he had said, you know, why don't you just do a vision board? And I was like, oh my God, what a foofy freak this is. I don't, <laughs> Such a California freak. thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, we're going to do vision boards. He's like, yeah, just like get magazines out and anything, you know, don't, don't hold back just like your wildest dreams. And I was like, all right, dude, cool. But then the night that a few months later, when I was real down and out and was like, I think I got to pack it up. I've done what I can do here. I decided to make a vision board with a bottle of wine. And so I, at the time, ABC was the hottest network. Um, you know, Grays had just come on a few years prior to that or yeah. something. And it was like a big deal. ABC was a big deal. And so I put just an ABC emblem. It was the only television network that I put on there. And I said, I wanted to be on an ensemble, a big ensemble cast. Um, there were like a couple things that were just very specific about that. And then three weeks later, I had been talking to my family, like, I think I'm going to move home. How can we do this? How can you, you know, help me? Should mom drive out and get me like, what will I do? And I booked October Road. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I had auditioned for it when it originally came about as a pilot about six months prior, but they hired someone else and then they were recasting that role. Uh, and so my acting teacher had booked the job and he was like, Hey, you, you're totally right for this. And I was like, Oh, I went in for it. He's like, cool. I'm getting you back in for it. I know the producer really well. And they got me back in and I had to do like, you know, I mean, a pre-read with like the casting assistant and then with the casting director and then with the producers and then a uh, chemistry read with Jeff and all that. And slowly but surely, but I did end up booking it. It was only supposed to be, uh, three episodes in the first season and ended up being all of them. And then they made me a series regular season too. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, from what I on ABC for all the listeners who are like, what the hell does the ABC thing and your whole stupid vision board have to do with any of it? That, <laughs> no. But you can, you can manifest your like life if you just give it that positive. Now I'm getting Californian, but like that positive energy, you know, I, when I lived in LA, I always felt so down and out. Cause I was like, I'm going to do all these movies. And I was like working on VH1 casting dating show. You know, it's never quite what you envision, but at one point when you finally get to your thing, it's, it's quite a feeling. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, too much time in the sun for Courtney, too. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> you don't have that just kind of like constant negativity that you have in Massachusetts because of the snow. Yeah. Um, do you think they, speaking of which, do you think they portrayed New England and Massachusetts well in the show? Like the bar and the restaurant and the food store, like everything was like O'Leary's and like it always everything had an Irish name that I saw. And I was like, oh, they're kind of just like hitting the nail on the head because I mean a little on the nose, right? I mean, yeah. but that's what television does. It sort of highlights that's, you know, it highlights the things that seem most stereotypical or common, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean a little on the nose, but 
that was the version. Actually, October Road, funny enough, came out of uh, the movie. I'm sure you've heard of it, Beautiful Girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the oh, guy yeah. Who wrote October Road was the one who wrote Beautiful Girls. He's the guy from Needham. His name is Scott Rosenberg. And he uh, did Beautiful Girls. And then one of the executives at ABC, who was the president at the time, Steve McPherson, he um, he was like, I love that movie, Beautiful Girls. Can we get that guy that wrote Beautiful Girls to do a, a TV version of it? And that's how it came about. So it was so, sort of loosely based on, you know, that kind of New England vibe, Beautiful Girls vibe. Oh, so yeah. A beautiful girl can make you happy like you've been drinking Jack and Coke all morning. She can make <laughs> you feel high. I know the whole. Yeah, uh, yeah. The same guy so a lot of the kind of like some of the character names are the same if you go back like ike and things like that if you yeah. go back uh, they're based on some of those characters from beautiful girls that's somewhat. super interesting yeah. i've seen that movie i did not make the connection well, it was uh, so it's so it's such a well done show that like i was trying to theorize i'm like well why why was it only go two seasons my thought was like they put it on 10 p.m like and this should have been well, like a prime time yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we got we were one of those shows that was like a casualty of the writer strike. So that yeah. year that we came out, we were a top ten show, and we were doing really well. But we only had six episodes in the first season. It was just a little half like baby order, just to give it a try, and it did really well. But then they buried it. We didn't come back in the September like everybody came back. They kept holding on to us until around Thanksgiving, and then they buried us in a weird time late, and it just turned into this whole people didn't know that we came back, and then the writer strike happened. And then it just, you know, then they didn't pick us up again. And it was just a weird situation. But I've heard that from a lot of people. And I think we had such a special experience with it that it was really disappointing for all of us that it didn't go further. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of not going further, um, will you tell us, uh, we saw that you guys have like uh, had a panel a few years ago where you were trying to get everyone back on. We would like to be the official get October road back on the air podcast. (laughs) I'm going to throw our hat in the ring. We're going to do the old timey where they used to write in the letters. We're going to go old school with that. Letter writing campaign. Are you guys still, Uh, do you guys still keep in touch a lot? I know you do some cons. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, totally. I mean, I have to say, you know, it's not like every day. Like Laura Prepon is my best friend. I talk to her often, and most of us, most of us keep in, you know, t- chat and keep in touch. It's not all the time. Like I'm gonna see the guy who plays Ike Evan Jones. I'm gonna see him in a couple weeks, and um, nice. I just I just texted with Odette who plays uh, Aubrey. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I we all we all are you know chummy, and everyone's got busy lives and lives all over the place now. But we definitely you know, are a tight knit crew for sure. And still care about each other. It's fun. It's how when you get a certain job like that, where they become your friends, that's how Joe and I know each other from working together and everyone became like our family, you know? Yeah. We worked in, we worked in production together and uh, we just, we were two big personalities, not big egos. So we mesh really well. (laughs) That's really cool. What did you guys, where did you guys meet? What, what, what job was it? So we do Boston Productions Inc. The, um, it's based in uh, Norwood, but they do interactives. So they oh. they do some film, but it's more based in interactives. I mean, they're only one of the few in the country that do it. That's yeah. Cool. So I yeah. did. Uh, I was on the road a lot for them, do like producing the documentaries that they were doing for like National Park Service and stuff like that. And Courtney oh, cool. was heading up um, was interactives and stuff like. Girl Scouts of America, Georgia Aquarium, big, huge places with like millions of visitors. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah, that's it's really it's fun. a different it's a different avenue for sure. So if so, we know it ended early. Like in, I 
I love that you guys did this 10 minute thing. How, how did that like come about? Where Who decided? Oh, yeah. So, you, so right. The show ends and we don't really know all the things you want to know when a series just abruptly comes to an end. So the producers, I think we just got a lot of love from the fans. And so I think, I think what happened, I don't recall exactly, but I think that the producers basically called and were like, Hey guys, would you be up for like totally free? Just a reason to dink around and hang out with each other and have a fun for a couple hours and do this thing. And they put their own money into it and oh borrowed all of our, you know, like some of our old props and costumes and things back from each other and just did this cool. Yeah. 10 minute recap, whatever. I love that. It's a love yeah. letter to the fans that you don't see a lot of shows do when they yeah, leave it was, unexpectedly. It was, it was real awesome that they decided to do that and that everyone was down to do it. It was fun. Yeah, it was just so special. I, you know, if, if I was someone who was such a diehard fan and then I heard it was coming out on DVD, that there's going to be a special like ending. There's like so many shows I can think of that really hit home for me. Uh, it really meant a lot to me that if I just had even just that 10 minutes just to mm -hmm. close the, the book, yeah. it would just mean the world to me. So it's very, very cool to see. Yeah, I've never now, gotten over my so-called life only going one season. So closure <laughs> is so important. Yeah. I think that sometimes the, the the powers that be forget that, you know, they're not the they're not always that I shouldn't say they're not, but they're not always the creative end of it and i think that they just forget how many people invest because it's like this is how human beings escape from their lives right yeah. so we all have hectic wonderful lives but when we come home we want to zone out and get sucked into someone else's world and once you do and you put that investment in it feels you know like a real short change when you don't get to have that wrapped up in a nice pretty package exactly exactly yeah. um if you, I know this was your, sorry, Joe, I know I have like 500 questions, but I know this was like one of your first TV roles and I know TV schedules can be grueling, but ideally how long would you have wanted the series to run? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think just until the story was told or what needed to be, cause you know, there's no yeah. sense in, I don't know. That happens so many times with shows where it just goes on and on and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you've jumped the shark now we should have just like cut our losses so i couldn't really say i mean i don't know offhand what other stories those guys had in store i wish i did but i don't really know what else they had in store for us but uh it would have been fun to at least go a couple more seasons you know like have a nice four or five seasons yeah what how we could flush out these characters and what ended up happening with them and what kind of drama and the writing was so good because even in the what we watch just the beginning and the end the character development is there and it's so spot on you know it's you can tell that the writing was excellent and it doesn't stray too far from the pilot which i really liked yeah it wasn't like this huge and it's kind of like you have your happy kind of happy ending and kind of you know different and i like how it kind of bookends with the uh with how the you know pilot began to how your finale ends Look, the the finale. yeah yeah right <laughs> just the whole thing who is sam's dad right yep, you know, exactly yeah. exactly um i want to know if you what you're working on now if there's anything you want to plug or anything you're excited about coming down the pike Yes. Let's see. What am I, what do I have going on now? Well, uh, I've been lucky enough to be on a bunch of episodes this season of all rise on CBS. And I hope that they ask me back for some more before the season's through. That would be nice. And I would love to join them. So hopefully there'll be more of those to come. And, um, what else? I just booked a, a new Snapchat is taking 
you know, a jump into the scripted content and wow. original content. So there's a new show that I'm going to do on that called um, Total Badass Wrestling. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. It's really funny and really great. So we just had a table read the other day, and I think it's going to be really good. So I hope that uh, everyone checks that out when it comes. So keep your eyes peeled for announcement from Snapchat and releasing their own content. I think you're going to get a great audience for that because everyone, that's like, it's the one to be if you're, you know, younger than our generation. That's the cool thing to be on, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it should be fun. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We, but that's, that's what's going on right now. That's wonderful. Rebecca, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. Um, Pleasure. This was, this was so exciting for us. I mean, we get some people who work um, typically like behind the scenes on the show, you know, yeah. just from our background, we know them, but this is the first time we finally got someone in front of the camera and we're super excited about it. So thank you. Thank you guys. And I love that big bear behind your head, Joe. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's Bridgewater. No, I actually hated Bridgewater. (laughs) You did? Oh, I did. It was lame. It was so lame. My daughter is in the nursery. My wife's in the office, and I'm in secluded, locked in our bedroom. And um, in the bear room. You're yeah. In the bear room. <laughs> the bedroom. A uh, lot of fun having you on, and uh, yes. yeah, we, we're looking forward to see what's next from you. And um, we're definitely going to be the Bring Back October Road official podcast. Well, it was so nice to meet you both. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you really soon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. All right. It was so kind of her to give us her time. I know she's really busy. She's been doing like different auditions and voiceovers. So she gave us some time here and we just had to put it in the episode for you guys. And uh, it was really an honor to have her here. Yeah. And uh, make sure to look for that Snapchat original content that she's going to be coming out with. Uh, make sure to support her and let's get some followers behind that and make sure that stays around. We should have had, we should have been recording when I told her I still haven't met Christian Slater. It's like my battle cry. <laughs> get Courtney to I, he's like I've been waiting to meet him since I was 12 years old I literally went to his house and I still have not met him <laughs> we were recording through the whole thing I need, that, I need that clip <laughs> I wish we had been recording like I like when most girls liked like Backstreet Boys and like Jonathan Taylor Thomas like I liked Christian Slater and I was, you're like I was watching Broken Arrow yeah. with John Travolta <laughs> over and over and over again Travolta is so like Nick Caging in that movie too. Like, do you oh, notice yeah. that? Like, so mm-hmm. over the top of Broken Arrow. I was pumped. I, that was, I'm super pumped. Yeah, uh, that was, was a nice great. little interview. She was very nice. Um, yeah. So yeah. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll talk about um, a character and uh, a cast uh, or the director, and then we'll get into it. So Rebecca Field, who plays Janet, she's in Starborn, uh, Starsborn Grays in the client list. She's from Lenox, Massachusetts. She went to all my alma mater, Bridgewater State University. Also very strange. Um, fun fact about her. Uh, she played three different characters on Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, and Station 19, despite the fact that they all three shows are supposed to exist within the same universe. Yeah, they're all like, they all have um, storylines within each other. Uh, Gary Felder, who's a director, he's from Needham, Massachusetts. Uh, he's close friends with a screen with the screenwriter of this um, and the two attended Boston university together. Uh, his name is Rosenberg uh, Felder and Rosenberg sponsor a short screenplay contest 
at the Redstone Film Festival in Boston every year. My favorite fun fact about him was he was arrested for a bar brawl when he was out with Vince Vaughn and Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Steve Buscemi was stabbed three times during the, the scuffle. Wait, I remember this now that you said that. That is not the first time. Have have we touched on this fact before? No, but I found it fascinating. Oh my God, that's so interesting. It's so like funny too, like that someone's from Mass and it's a bar brawl because that's like totally the thing. Yeah, like what a group to go out with. Like this guy, he he looks just like like a regular like dad. Yeah. (laughs) I'll get in a bar brawl in the middle of nowhere with Vince Vaughn and Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi gets like, fucking stabbed. Like, it's so random. But I have heard that story about Steve Buscemi before. I feel He's like he got stabbed Steve in the Buscemi. head. Yeah, I, did you? At, during 9-11, he went back to his old firehouse that he worked at, put his gear yeah. back. Like, that's... Yeah. He's a pretty cool dude. Are we ready for the live watch? All right. Live watch. <laughs> Apparently, Hannah got in a fight with Christine Cataldo, Ray's ex-wife, and popped her right in the nose in front of all the kids. Gave her, gave her a bit. <laughs> Literally a pun. But you know what? She's a Boston gal. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, they can throw down. Oh, that's definitely a Boston girl thing. Just getting a <laughs> fight on the front porch in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, like, this is trash. Boston trash movie right there. <laughs> we find out Eddie got jumped and ended up in the hospital. Apparently, it was a couple of Ray's guys, uh, but Eddie's like, no, I don't want retribution or anything like that. He's like, you know, let the Wu-Tang out. Why oh. did he keep saying, we're going to unleash the Wu-Tang? I'm like, what is <laughs> What? <laughs> and Eddie, <laughs> Eddie looks so banged up. He looked like he had one foot in the grave and one on the banana peel. Like, he looks like they almost murdered him. So like... he was in... Uh... A movie called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, which was... Yeah, it was after Tucker Max's uh, website. Uh, and the same thing happened to him. His friends let him out to dry, and he got the shit kicked out of him. Oh, my god! So it was funny. I'm like, this has already happened. So we learned that Eddie and Nick were going uh, into business like they originally talked about in the pilot. The window business. Window <laughs> business. And Nick is fixing to bail on everyone again for some opportunity that came up. This time for five months, and his dad is going through cancer treatments. Yeah, wait, okay. He five months with you too. Like, did, did that singing in the hairbrush like really give him a musical career, or is he gonna like Jack Kerouac it and like sing poet, like do poetry? Like, how is he touring with you too? So later in the episode, he says that he's gonna write a story based off of like the band. Oh, like he's okay. touring with them to be with them, so he can write their story. Well, you know what? Cool opportunity, but also your dad has cancer and you've been away for 10 years. Like, could you just stay? Yeah, and it's something that he'll go through the episode and we'll talk about. It's like struggling whether to stay or to go. I find it a very easy decision, mm-hmm. but for some reason with this fuckhead, he thinks it's like a hard <laughs> decision. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, also, see... I was going to say, apparently Hannah, and, at this point we realize Hannah and Nick aren't reconciling because she's getting hitched to big cat mm-hmm. oh i thought by now they would have you know yeah they would have <laughs> got together oh well yeah. dead yeah. wrong uh janet uh enters eddie's room if you remember for the pilot episode she was the bartender that we saw them like kind of flirting and we're like oh yeah they're mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. um after we learned that she spent the night 
before with her coworker Vincent. Rooster. Because he's got a giant mohawk. He's from the Gilmore Girls. You know he's the guy behind Guardians of the Galaxy, right? He writes them and directs them. No, I've never seen them. That seems like a very odd occupation for that little scrawny man. Yeah, no, but he's really good. You know they tried to cancel him, and everyone's like, fuck you, you're not canceling this guy. What? Why? I don't know. Apparently some fucking... That cancer... I mean, that whole cancel thing came around and just ended up on him for some reason. What What old rooster do? I don't know, but... But he's like a big deal in, in like now directing and stuff. He always plays like these weird quirky characters. He's just a weird yeah, guy. Very weird characters. He's yeah. like a r- really good like director. Guardians of the Galaxy is fantastic. I know you oh. don't like that, but like Chris Pratt. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't mind that. I've been doing. Can we do a side for a moment? Which is <laughs> sidebar. I've been, I, sidebar. I've been doing WandaVision. Um, I've. I have to say, I've never seen a Marvel movie ever. Okay, I start there. I was in. Yeah, I already have. I'm three in. Um, But like I was intrigued because I liked like the old sitcoms and all that. Like I thought that was kind of neat. But I literally have no fucking idea what's going on because I've never seen a Marvel movie. So I don't know what's going on. So like it'll like most of the episodes will play out as like um like a typical sitcom and every episode moves up a decade. So it's like 50s, 60s and 70s. Um, But I don't know. Then there will be like these weird things that happen at the end, but I don't know what they mean. I assume that people who watch Marvel stuff will know what they mean. I'm Marvel, though. I'll tell you. It's, it's just so much. Well, this is my first. It's so repetitive. I'm just dying. This is my first whatever. All right. All right. Back to the action. When Janet and Eddie talk, Eddie says that he kissed another girl that night. Uh, and he stopped because of Janet, that he, that he likes her. And Janet doesn't have the heart to tell him that she slept with someone. Uh, we cut to Nick breaking the news to his family that he's taken the job for five months. Well, his brother gets pissed. His brother's a Josh uh, Groban wannabe. Am I right? <laughs> There's something wrong with that boy. Um, <laughs> he sits around and watches the Bruins all day like me. So, I mean, I get it. He's definitely a Boston guy. He gets pissed. and But the dad goes, you want to know what? Nick, you're doing the right thing. You're going out and living your dream. and That's all a dad can ask for. That's like uh, a little overly nice of the dad because I would be like, Fuck you, man. You were away for 10 years. You've been here two and a half minutes. I have cancer. You're staying. I'm going to skip just a tiny bit ahead. Leslie, who apparently I think is the girlfriend of um, Bob, which, who's Nick's dad. The commander. They call him the commander. Yeah. Commander. Yeah. Um, confronts about Nick leaving. He says he's not going to beg him to be somewhere he obviously doesn't want to be, even though he'd love to have him pretty yeah. much, yeah. which is kind of sad. But going back. Hannah invites everyone to um, her engagement party. Yeah, she's like, do you want to come and bring a date and your friends and your dad? Like, she says it all at one shot. I was like, didn't you plan, like, a food? Like, you're just going to have, like, 10 extra people there? Uh, and she says, you know, Hannah says, maybe that's why I brought you back to the Ridge is for your dad in his time of need. Nick is about to say he came back for her. You mm-hmm. can kind of tell. Yeah. And he stopped to say it was just to teach a class. But you can visually tell that Nick was, like, gutted. Yeah. Right at that moment. Yeah, for um, sure. Can we also talk, like, I guess I had thought that maybe a long, a long time had passed by because it's two seasons, but the guy still has not left the house. It's like Grey Gardens over there. <laughs> like, what's going on? Well, <laughs> out of the house. Like, he looks like one of the Weasley brothers, like the older Weasley brothers <laughs> in the Harry Potter series, and it's fucking freaking me out. It's I can't so, get it's just like. He must be like so malnutrition. Like I don't know, not malnutrition, but just like how, like 
You don't step a toe outside? I don't know. We're pretty much like that now. And that's why, look how pale I am. Yeah, people are going <laughs> to like not go outside like, like ever after people. this. Oh, okay. Well, David uh, goes to Eddie's room that night, like night-night time. And I was like, okay, apparently visiting hours don't fucking apply at this hospital. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> and David says, you know, I, I tried to stop it. And David says that he got his messages that apparently he's been ignoring. And I take it that David dropped the ball somehow as responsible for him getting jumped. No, no. What That's I just think the is feeling I had at that moment. Well, what I I think it is is that he took a job with Big Cat and that pissed Eddie off because they're like enemy type people. So there was already some bad blood with that. That they've also found out that he slept with Owen's wife, so they all kind of feel betrayed by him. So mm-hmm. I don't actually think it had to do with the beating up. I think it had to do with those other things. Just like a number of things growing on this guy. Yeah. Too many, too many strikes against this guy right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Nick breaks the news to Eddie um, that he, uh, the next morning, that he's going on the gig with you two. And Eddie's like, can you bring me with you? Like joking around. He's like, I, I don't even like music. And he's like, you don't like music? Like, <laughs> what was that? I don't, I, what was that line exchange? I don't anyone like music. Yeah. I know people that say they don't. And I'm like, fuck you. No, you don't. Yeah, that's like, bizarre. everyone loves music. Um. Nick hopes that Eddie can keep the shop going. So apparently they have a window shop. Eddie reluctantly agrees to keep the shop. (laughs) Living the dream at the window shop. A little time goes by. It's like nighttime. Nick waits outside Ray's work trailer. Nick threatens to jump him. Like, like jump out. He like jumps out (laughs) or grabs him, like pins him up. And he goes, if anyone gets hurt while I'm gone, like I'm going to fucking bury you. And Ray said that wasn't him. That he didn't jump Eddie. And Nick is just jealous because he has Hannah and he couldn't hurt him if he tried, which is the absolute truth. Yeah, it is the truth. But did you hear the song that was <laughs> like all the songs in the beginning were super good and then the end of this episode is super good? But this song is like a really deep voice and it's like, everybody knows. Like, I was like, what is this? <laughs> we're going to get to a song again in this and Joe's going to have a little singing time because one of my favorite country songs makes an appearance in here and you can laugh to it, you can cry to it. You can run to it. You can do anything to Ooh, it. I'm it's a beautiful, sure wonderful song weird. in the world. Oh, okay. It's not everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. Do you think I would? I was like, I, I love music because I was knows. distracted by it. Uh, back at the house, they're getting ready for the party. Uh, Hannah pulls aside David to ask him if she really thinks that Ray had something to do with Eddie getting chumped. He says no, that he walked in the office and... Uh, Ray was chewing out Matt about him jumping him. He docked him three weeks pay and actually gave it to David for bringing Eddie to the hospital. She hugs him in relief that, you know, Ray wasn't behind it because honestly, why wouldn't Ray have been there? Well, Ray was like, oh, like basically when Nick confronts him, he's like, oh, well, if I, if like, I want to see him get his ass beat, but I'd be doing it type thing. So why would I be a part of this when I wasn't there? That's the excuse. Okay. Mm hmm. Um, in Eddie's room, Janet comes back. She confesses that uh, she's new to relationships, and when it in when she came to see him the night before, she saw uh, him kiss that other woman. Instinctively, yeah. she tried to cling to uh, someone, and she ended up clinging to Rooster. Yeah. She continues to tell she has self esteem issues, and that she was afraid of once again getting rejected. He kicks her out and tells her to rot. He was. Pissed. Like yes. he's like, you get out and you 
rot. I was like, oh my god. Can I tell you something else about this same exact situation? What? I've been in this situation. <laughs> is this the girl? Wait, wait, wait. Is this the girl? Didn't a girl like stalk your life or something? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. You told me a story, I believe in one of these episodes, where we were talking about crazy ex stories. Oh, so it must have been crazy ex-girlfriend episode. Oh, she came in. I know what it was. You had a girlfriend that came in and like destroyed oh. the place or something. Oh, like, same girl. Yeah. This okay. is actually the same girl situation. Same. Okay. So one night uh, I was at a party and I was actually borrowing her dad's pickup truck. They were out of town for a while. My car was in the shop. So they lent me their pickup truck. I was at a party. Uh, I obviously being responsible. I'm driving someone else's truck. I'm not going to be drinking heavily. Yeah. yeah, I was only like 19. This girl who was attracted to me and it was a mutual attraction, if you will. But I obviously wouldn't do anything because I was with uh, the girl at the time this for like other, two years. This other wacko, yeah. So I go to drop her off at a party. Everyone's looking out the windows because obviously like this pickup truck, huge pickup truck, like F-150 rolls in to the driveway. Um, she goes out. I was, I was just going out to say hi to everyone. She turns and kisses me. Oof. And I didn't, wasn't expecting it. Didn't want it. It wasn't. And then. <laughs> I was just it was an innocent a shit storm. victim, ladies. I was just an innocent victim. It was a, I was, and it was a shitstorm, and it, it like got around, and it eventually got back to her, and she was like, you were borrowing my dad's car, and even he was like, what the fuck? And oh. it was just like a huge headache for me, and like she was cheating on me the whole time. So it's just ah! like, I was like, what? The? I was like, oh literally, God. it's a lose-lose situation, no matter what happens here. It's sometimes that shit happens. But do you think she should have told him, because he got so pissed? I think they both were fucking in the wrong about this. I yeah. waited too long to say something, so I was in the wrong too. So I totally get it. Yeah. Um, you know, I let other people control the narrative and made me look bad. So I didn't know what I was doing. I was 19 years old. So shame on you. Once again, parts of my life written in sorry form. Okay. <laughs> Your whole life is October Road. <laughs> <laughs> they get it tatted across the ch- nice chess piece. Um, <laughs> at the engagement party, uh, Nick's dad breaks the news to Hannah uh, that Nick had taken the job and he's left. She tells him that they're wrong. And Wait, she was he'll so them. aggressive with someone else's father. She's like, no, you're wrong. I was like, reel it in. You're like 28. You can't talk to somebody like that. She's like, whether it takes 10 years, 10 hours, 10 minutes, 10 seconds, he's now going to be able to do the right thing. They show him in the limo and here's my song. Listen to the mandolin rain. Listen to the music on the lake. Oh, let me hear my heart break. Every time she runs away. Listen to the banjo wind. A sad song drifting low. Oh, listen to the tears roll. Down my face as she turns to go. That is not country, though. That's Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, I know, but it's been covered by like. That's everything. why I was like, "What country song played?" Now I know what you're talking okay, what about. What country? Mandolin is country. Mm, Bruce Hornsby isn't country though. Yeah, but I don't know. Whatever. Fuck L- you. Leave us a comment on this it's one because I know, song. I know, I'm right. But I love this song. I also got super pumped in this part. I was like, "Love mandolin, Rain. Such a good song." Yes. Any flashbacks? Like right. Wait. Yes, yes. Now yes. I feel like I'm second guessing myself. But it's like a it's a country song. The mandolin is a country fucking instrument. 
<laughs> it is, but I, well, it's also a kitchen utensil. So maybe he's like slicing stuff. He's like, listen to the baby. <laughs> Mandolin is not a kitchen utensil. Yes, it is. It's a, it's a thing that's a slicer and you, and you put like, say you had a piece of zucchini, you put it between the two pieces and then you go like this and it slices them very thin. That's a mandolin. Look it up if you don't believe me. I think you're wrong. I think I'm 100% right. I own one. No, you're wrong. Okay, Google it. I am. And mandolin is a fucking instrument. It is also a kitchen utensil. It is both. No, it's not. I'll show you it. This is not a visual medium, but we have to. Um, That's have a, to... It's called a mandoline. No, it's a mandolin. It, so, yeah, it's yeah. not a mandolin. It's a, it's a mandolin <laughs> you are so fucking Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, never mind. I did. It just said mandolin kitchen utensil. Fuck, I stand corrected. Thank you. It says mandolin slicers. It's, I'm also okay. correct that Bruce Hornsby isn't country. Um, again, if anyone has ever used a mandolin in your kitchen or listened to Bruce Hornsby, leave us a comment because Joe's wrong. Carry on. Oh my God, it has like, people go listen to the song. The mandolin fucking instrumentals in here are unreal. <laughs> all right. Only flashes back of all of them back home. And I'm just like, coming out to this fucking song. So. Wait, the flashbacks were just like flashback footage with like, that were really pixelated. Did you notice that? It was like, oh, let's just add, like, let's just add noise like you do in Photoshop. It was so funny. We're, like, we're actually just going to, like, take video with our BlackBerry of, a t- of like, an actual, like, low-quality 360p QuickTime video and put that in as the actual footage. That'll be flashback footage. We know it's a flashback because it's got all this on it. So it was, like, uh, snow on it. <laughs> Nick's brother, who is obviously an odd cat, uh, ends up confessing to Aubrey that he loves her, and he knows it's weird because she is dating Nick. Yeah. Um, so then we learn that Aubrey's been dating Nick. We were on the scene. We were sniffing that out the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. She makes him his favorite weirdo fucking sandwich, um, and then he looks over and sees Nick's enter the party, and he's like, "Fuck." Nick's back in the nick of time, but I'm yeah, oh, dad jokes. <laughs> Nick goes to his dad. Uh, and tells him that this is where he wants to be. That he wants to be with his dad. And he wants to be with all these people. And then they give you a hug. And then she looks over. Uh, the dad looks over Nick's shoulder. And there's Hannah holding up ten, ten fingers. So I thought that was kind of mm-hmm. cute. That was nice. Um, the guys decide to have a jam session. And well, they, put the bed. I feel like this is the first time they've approached Icky in a long time, right? Yeah. So, so they, uh, Nick goes over to to owen and they start talking and then they decide that it's time and they go over to david and he goes come on we're going for a ride which yeah. usually means in boston terms you get in the car we're gonna go kick your ass somewhere <laughs> yeah like, get in the car we're gonna pull over to the woods we're gonna fight on the side of the road yeah it's massachusetts thing no we'll go, let's go for a ride um but and he's he like, goes, it's three o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, David goes, where are we going? He goes, where else would we go? Uh, so they go to the recluse's house, obviously, and they start jamming out. Because <laughs> he's not going anywhere. Um, Nick's brother goes over to Aubrey um, and goes over and he goes, I'm sorry. There's a lot going on. 
Uh, my dad has cancer. There's no more Harry Potter books. Yeah. He's like, I'm all fucked up. And then Aubrey pulls him in and kisses him. And I'm like, yeah, what? That was, that? It was like, that was interesting too, right? Like, I, yeah. I'm like, that was kind of like, um, I mean, you could almost guess that Nick was going to come back and like that kind of crap. But this was kind of like an interesting little thing. Well, earlier there. in the episode, she dropped by his work and she was like checking yes. on him. I did know, like, she helped him with the, like, the computer, and then she turned around before she left and did a look, and I was like, does she have a thing for this? I didn't really mention it yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. taking my notes, just because, like, I thought it was, like, her just being like, I'm I'm going to be a good sister-in-law to you. Come and check on you. Yeah. You know, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, there was, love was in the air. I actually really was, li- um, I love that they did this awesome callback. Again, we're only 19 episodes in, but what a perfect time to do it, because, even though they were unexpectedly canceled, this kind of really end capped it nice having them do their like three o'clock sing along. Yeah. And it was great. And it was Ario speed wagon, um, turned some pages <laughs> and he was doing a two finger lick and flipping the pages while he was singing. And I'm yeah. like, that's, you're not doing what I think you're doing. Um, <laughs> here's an interesting part that happens. It was very minor, but Matt shows up to the party and Ray kicks him out and says, we have to keep up appearances you have to leave. Yeah, because he's because Matt basically is like, well, I could take the rap for this. Like, I could go to jail for like assault, basically. And so you know, so we know Big Cat was involved. Yeah, which I guess I had dropped my suspicions before then, just because like they spent so much time being like, oh, nah, he wasn't named. So repetitive for so many different angles that he wasn't. Right. It shows he's a scumbag. And but that's the that's basically the end of the episode. Yeah. It's kind of like what the fuck if you were watching it. But the good news is. We watched a 10 minute ending. We're going to tell you how it really ends. Uh, yes. This is the first, is this the first time we've ever had, I mean, Battlestar had that movie that they did after we did not watch that. Um, is this the first time we've ever done like the extra? Yeah. We usually just take it as is, but I feel like we both like this as much. We wanted to see it through. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we want to just pass that on to you. Uh, so this takes place in the slight future. As we said, Janet is helping Hannah get ready for the wedding. Her son comes in and says, Nick showed up with a supermodel and Hannah immediately gets jealous and like stops getting ready. She's, and like they're teasing her about it. Janet's like, yeah, what, like, why'd you just stop? She starts panicking and says, everyone needs to know uh, the kid, she can't keep the secret going. She runs out front and Ray sees her go. Ray jump comes into the room and goes, Janet, did I just see Hannah run out the white, uh, right, run out the front door? I just saw a woman in a white dress run out the front door. And I'm like, yeah. My bride just loved me, basically. Cut the black. It says seven years later. I blinked during the part. It said seven years later. So I just was like, where'd these thoughts come from? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it took me like a solid minute to understand what was going that's, on. That's the most courty thing ever to be like, I just missed something <laughs> that shows up and now I'm completely lost. Yeah. Seven years later, it's basically, we're going back to the pilot. But this time, Sam is going to Europe. Sam is in his room with his girlfriend saying goodbye. Sam's friend comes in, busts in, and like... Samesies. Samesies at the pilot. Mm-hmm. We learn that Phil finally left the house, but it was only to see the Lord of the Rings at IMAX. So he is no longer a recluse. <laughs> and his girlfriend was the pizza girl. You know how does they yeah. call her pizza girl? So I, I, I have come to assume that they fell in love because she was constantly delivering his food. So what he did is he had her deliver food, but also he would put a computer around her and a webcam on her head and send her places so he could communicate with people like he did. Right. um, Okay. When when Eddie was in the hospital. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. To build suspense, Hannah goes, here comes your dad. Cut to a quick shot of Nick and Eddie walking around. They're talking about who's, they're arguing about like, whose favorite number is seven? Courtney, guess what? Is that your favorite number? That's my fucking favorite number. They said six out of 10 people have that as a favorite number. But wait, this speaks to something that I guessed. What? So I have to imagine that between the first episode and the 19th episode, that somewhere in the middle, they find out that Hannah and Eddie got together at some point. Because why would all of a sudden would fans be like, well, which one is it? Exactly. And I was just about to call that out. Oh, okay. Okay. They start building the the tension more because instead of just saying it, Sam goes, can we go to Merce for one last sub? There's a long pause between uh, Nick and Eddie. They look at each other and then look back. And I'm like, what the fuck? Just say something. Who's going to respond? The anticipation was so good. (laughs) And that was actually good. It was like a little cliffhanger. It it had me very like on the edge of my seat to see who was going to say something. Uh, And it goes back to your point where you don't know who's the dad now still like to this point. Yeah. So at some point they must have cast suspicion that she was with Eddie. Like I maybe after the book came out, like I said, they were both like, like maybe it wasn't right. Like maybe I was. No, I must have been right before because that would have been too far later. So they must have, after their friend left, like taken like, you know, care of each other type thing. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that. I can see that. Um, And Nick goes, I wouldn't risk it with the traffic. Signaling that it's actually Nick's son, like we guessed all all along. Yep. Uh, Janet then shows up uh, to say goodbye to Sam and uh, and hugs Eddie. So now we know that they've reconciled and they're there together. Yeah. As Sam is leaving, Nick tells him to go out and see everything, but come home after. Uh, don't yeah. just leave the way I did. Sam gives a weird chest bump, um, <laughs> which was totally awkward, and then rolls around to the other side of the Honda's, Honda Element and heads to the airport. Nick's brother, Doofus, and Aubrey show up, uh, and Aubrey's pregnant. Very pregnant. Like She looked like she was one step away from the hospital. The funny part of this is... Nick gives him, Sam, his grandfather's binoculars. He goes, well, he only had two things. It was the binoculars and the nonstick, uh, like, panini press. And Nick's brother shows up and he goes, is that what I think it is? It's the nonstick panini press. He's going to bring it to Europe. (laughs) Wait, you know, those, those are the gift that keeps on giving. I have a nonstick sandwich maker that was my parents, no joke, 25 years ago. And it's still going strong. I used it to make a grilled cheese this afternoon. That's so weird. And then it <laughs> ends, you know, with Nick and Hannah out in the street kissing. And it's a great ending. And, and the fact that they did that out of the pocket um, yeah. just for the fans, you could tell it was like rough and stuff. But you, I didn't care because I wanted to see what happened. Yeah. I was oh, invested after Owen two Owen wasn't there, which I don't know. They didn't say anything. Why? Oh, maybe he was busy. Yeah, but they should have had a one-off line that said where he was. No, that would be interesting to see what happened to him. I mean, ob- I mean, obviously this was filmed. Like I said, the boy seemed like he went through puberty, like in the first part of this ten minutes. So it probably was a couple of years later. But they still should have had a, and he probably just couldn't come. But they still should have had a one-off line about where he was. Like, oh, Owen's doing his own European vacation or something. You know, just like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Either way, I appreciate it. I thought it was a fantastic ending. I absolutely loved yeah. it. Loved yeah. the show. Um, 
ruin the ending for me, but it would be something that I would want to watch. I told my wife, I was like, you should watch this because it's right up your alley. Um, mm-hmm. It's up my alley, and I'm not usually into that type of thing. So I would absolutely watch yeah. this. I, I really, 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 really liked it. I think it's probably one of my favorites. I mean, we we obviously like bow down to the Baywatch pilot episode, but this was this is so good. This is a show you can actually like watch and watch all of them and enjoy. It's very much reminiscent of... Um, you know, like Heart of Dixie, like all those kind of like, they all kind of have the same themes, you know, around that time. Brothers and sisters, they're all kind of around the same type of family dramedy romance. Yeah, and it has Mandolin Rain in it in the finale, so you can't go wrong. (laughs) Follow us on (laughs) follow us on Instagram and spoil everything no it should be it should be because it's listen to it should be like listen to us on pandora no we don't have pandora it should be like listen to us on spotify i can't do it listen to us on apple podcast <laughs> oh listen to my heartbreak when she tells me that a mandolin is part of a kitchen utensil but it's really not because it's actually a fucking instrument it's stupid it's all right follow at spoil everything pod on instagram Stay tuned. I don't know where we're going next. I think, Courtney, you did really good on this one. I'm going to let you pick the next one. Yay! Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. You're going to pick the next one. I'm going to ride this. I'm going to ride this wave. You have the hot hand right now. I'm doubling down on black with you. Yep. Let's do it. See you next Tuesday. Bye.